Well, welcome to the uh, fifth episode of Harvesting the Gospel podcast. So, Jay couldn't make it for this episode. I think he's somewhere in North Georgia with his kid. They're playing a, a travel ball tournament. So, um, hopefully, hopefully they come out with a dub today. But uh, I, today we have a special guest, Billy Shiver. So, Billy is our pastor for Connection Church, and he... Just watching him and being able to learn from him, he's a great teacher. He, you know, he, basically when I have problems, I usually go to him about stuff I'm struggling with or Blake. Um, well, Blake Blake will actually be on the next couple podcasts. And he, he said, I don't hunt much, man. I'm like, well, dude, I said, you love the Lord? He said, yeah, I said, that's all that matters. So, um, but yeah, Billy, welcome. So I kind of want the guys, you know, the our audience to know, you know, a little bit about you, you know, how, because I know you do hunt, you, you are an outdoor, so just kind of tell us what the outdoors means to you and how it kind of all came about into your life. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, you know, I was born and raised here in uh, Vidalia and uh, at an early age started playing sports and, you know, um, my dad didn't really hunt or fish or any of that, but uh, both my uncles did, so it was kind of a family deal and uh, a lot of my good friends around here lived in the country mm. and so I just kind of fell into it and uh, fell in love with it from an early early age I'm very competitive so when they started killing bucks and you know I wanted to kill them or killing turkeys or um, ducks or whatever it was that we were doing it was more of a competition oh, than yeah. it was just enjoying I don't think I've started enjoying the outdoors for uh, in a way that glorifies God probably mm-hmm. until uh, you know, probably 10, 10 years ago. And so um, have hunted throughout my life and um, played sports. And then after I went off to college at Georgia Southern University, um, didn't really have a lot of places to hunt there. Yeah, so I, exactly I kind of <laughs> fell out of it for <laughs> a little bit. Um, but then uh, married a girl, and her dad is a big outdoorsman, loves mm-hmm. to hunt, loves to fish, loves to do anything outdoors. So that's been awesome to have him to be able to, to do it with as well as – uh, we bought a piece of property here um, and leased a piece of property across the street from our house. And so not only myself, but now my five-year-old son um, pretty much goes with me. We were feeding the turkeys earlier today and mm-hmm. um, always pouring out corn for deer and oh, yeah. you know, whatever we can do to, to, to just be outdoors with him. I think it's just really cool to, to live and grow up in that way a lot of people don't yeah. don't get to do that you know yeah because that's one thing i've been thinking about you know you're talking about your your son and him going with you you say he's five he's five yes. six, just turned six in february yeah so. so that's the one thing like i'm kind of already even though me and my wife we have you know we're we don't know really when we're going to start but we know when, when kids come around we're that's why i'm already planning my head like how am i going to how am I going to, you know, teach them, you know, the outdoors, you know, what's the best way? I'm trying to get all these scenarios in my head. And um, really, one time, somebody just told me, man, just just take your kids out there. Just enjoy the time with them. Don't worry about them killing a big deer, you killing a deer. Just get them to enjoy the outdoors and really just show them God's creation. So, no, for sure. Yeah, um, we had a great story this year. We uh, Will, this is kind of, you know, the past two years at, you know, really four. I mean, he kind of sat with me in the deer stand, but, you know, he wasn't really paying attention. He kind of played on my phone the whole time. And then towards the end of last year, he kind of got, you know, interested in it. And then, uh, 
his mom would always pack him a, a lunchbox. So he would be, I mean, smash, <laughs> smashing all kind of snacks, you know, and I'm sitting there thinking. one of the wrappers. Yeah, like we're never going to see anything. <laughs> and uh, this year, the first two times we went hunting, we killed a nine point and an eight point. Man. And, and he was awesome. up there, I mean, just fruit snacks. And I have no idea uh, how those deer oh, came out. But we hunt on a power line, so it's. Uh, I got you. It's we on a, we on a blind? Hey, we like a, a blind, yeah. I got yeah, you. Tower okay. stand blind. So. Yeah, that's going to be the hard part for me because I, I don't know if you know but like i hunt in a saddle mm. so that's basically all i hunt in now and it's like where you're hanging off the tree you're actually very safe in it but like i'll have to figure out you know i'll have to start putting investing in some blinds right. and some box blinds so the kids can get up in there but yeah no that's awesome so was he pumped after y'all killed oh man he's fired up he wants to call <laughs> everybody in his phone everybody oh, in the phone that's awesome. so he uh man. man he had a great time that's awesome okay so yeah so that's basically you know Billy, your hunting story, you know, what, you know, outdoors means to you. So kind of just tell us what's going on with the, you know, Connection Church. It's, it's growing. I like just being, I think I've, I started at Connection Church. It's probably been about two, maybe three years, and just seeing what God has done, you know, within the church and mm-hmm. the community, uh, how much it's helped. It's just literally been a blessing to just be a part of it. So just kind of tell us what, you know, God has. I really like you kind of tell the story in a brief thing, just uh, how it all started, especially in Vidalia, and what the future plans are for the church. Yeah, for sure. Um, Well, you know, the original Connection Church was in Statesboro, Mm -hmm. and uh, as I was a student at Georgia Southern University and and working with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, I had kind of... Uh, found this little church plant and when I found it there was only about 30 or 40 people there and um, man I'd never you know and and, and it's always had that characteristic of our church of just being real and authentic you know nobody's required to dress up nobody's required Mm -hmm. to be somebody they're not it's just kind of a come as you are um, and and really meet Christ and learn how to follow him and so I was just drawn to that you know, and in Statesboro, obviously got to be a part of what God did there, which was absolutely incredible. I mean, we went mm-hmm. from 40 people to yeah. 2,000 people in five years, you know. That's crazy. Um, and so was planning to go to medical school through college, and uh, God just kind of shifted my plans. And the pastor there offered me a job to be the college pastor, and mm-hmm. so I started there in 2010, almost 2011, and uh, from there, I was, you know, working with college kids and then started working with adults and always mm-hmm. have done a lot of discipleship and uh, small groups and, you know, just teaching people how to help others grow in their relationship with Jesus. And so uh, about 2015, 2014, God just started moving on our hearts to plant churches. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, at that point, my wife was in school in Augusta uh, getting her physical therapy degree. And so we were living there, driving back and forth to Statesboro, thinking, hey, that was probably going to be where we planted a uh, bigger city, more people, right. you know, that kind of whole strategic thing. And so, but God really just continued to make it clear that he wanted us here in Vidalia. Mm-hmm. And so um, we ended up coming here in 2015, 2014, I, you know, the end of December, I, I gathered together some people that I was like, hey, right. You know, we're thinking about starting a church. If you guys are interested, we'd love for for you guys to help us. And so we gathered uh, at Wade McLeod's house in 2000, Mm -hmm. really early 2015, and um, started the small group and just talked a little bit about, hey, what does it look like for us to start a church that's focused on one thing, and that's connecting people to a growing relationship Mm -hmm. with Christ. And so 
uh, we started that in January, and in January 27, um, we had our first service and uh, had, you know, over 100 people show up. I was blown away, you know, <laughs> thinking, man, this can't be this easy. And, um, you know, and it's just people are hungry for God, and they're hungry for something real. And uh, I think um, that was what we were able to meet that need. And so um, over the past, uh, we're, we're going on year eight now. So um, we've just seen God do a tremendous work. I mean, we've seen a lot of salvations, a lot of uh, people give their life to Christ. A lot of people not only do that, but grow and, and even become disciple makers and turn around and begin to try to help others. And so... Um, you know, we're getting ready to, to build a facility here in, in Vidalia, and uh, we've been mobile now for eight years, and yeah. so that's setting up and tearing down every year, and, yeah. um, which has been a tremendous uh, challenge, but also uh, very uh, rewarding in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we also have planted, uh, we're getting ready to plant our eighth Connection Church mm-hmm. um, over in Wilkinson County, which is right. big, big buck country yep. out there, so yep. if you know anything about that. Yeah. Um, and uh, we have a goal to plant 50 mm-hmm. churches in the next 30 years. And so we're super excited about what God is doing. And, mm-hmm. man, God has just tremendously uh, blessed us and put his favor on us. And we've mm-hmm. seen uh, high school principals uh, get saved and mm-hmm. be raised up and sent out to plant churches. And we've seen uh, people come out of a chalk mine <laughs> in Sandersville yeah. and get saved. And, and man, God's turning them around and, and really... Uh, sending them out to, to mm-hmm. make a difference. And, man, we've just uh, really been fortunate to be able to be a part of it. Yeah, because I, I, like, just kind of looking at, you know, looking at what God's doing within the church. I mean, even, because I know we were, you know, trying to get to where we can build our own facility for so long. And, uh, the you know, typically I think we would have some days designated for, you know, the, the top, you know, basically what's being given in the offering go towards the building and I know you said it was great it was funny watching you one day you were you said uh man we were we were really wanting to reach this goal well we did and it was like by 150 percent is what it and it's just amazing what God is doing and I think also too Rinkin I think somebody you know Connection Church of Savannah was given a, I think they were in the same situation were mm-hmm. they given a building in Rinkin and that's yeah. awesome too mm-hmm. so um, a church approached them mm-hmm. uh, you know they had been meeting in Garden City and, mm-hmm. and really uh, it's kind of crazy Garden City's like more towards the coast and yeah. in Chatham County and you know Chatham County um, you know was and so but most of their church was made up of people from Effingham County and from, right. from Rinkin that were traveling mm-hmm. and so uh, you know Michael started thinking, our pastor there, Michael, started thinking about transitioning more back towards Rinkin. And mm-hmm. so uh, about that time, he met somebody who was a part of a church that was interested in merging mm-hmm. uh, in with us and kind of, you know, and so we went through that process with them and they ended up, um, yeah, giving them about a $3 million facility Holy and piece man. of property. I mean, it's just such a tremendous, they actually this Sunday are moving in that facility for the first time, it's, so it's awesome what God can do, and I because I actually work over there in the Springfield Guyton area. Okay, and man, Rinkin is booming. I know. Like, there's a lot of people moving in. There's tons of subdivisions being mm-hmm. built, and I'm praying that God is able to, you know, 
allow that to happen to bring more people into that church because that that's just awesome. And we just planted Richmond Hill too, so really <laughs> yeah. the two places that are booming and towards mm-hmm. Savannah are Rankin and yeah. Richmond Hill. And so then also planted. did one in Athens too, not too and long we, ago. Yep. So, so we planted out that one uh, a couple years ago, and they're mm-hmm. doing great too. I mean, they're mm-hmm. they're rocking and rolling, and so God has just done a cool job. Man, cool that's work. awesome. Yep. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, so we just basically have been. You know, blessed in our community. I think. I think. Did you go to Toombs County? I graduated from Vida. Oh man. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we a lot of my best friends went to Toombs. Uh-huh. Um, and so uh, we've we've lived in that mm-hmm. uh, you know rivalry, I guess, for for a while now. <laughs> but now it's 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 cool to to mm-hmm. think back and um, you know, see a lot of my friends and a lot of the people that are closest to me. We went to different high schools and mm-hmm. we joke with each other but you know it is what it is yeah so. some of you who don't know so like here in Toombs County Toombs County invited us rivals and football and everything else and I went to Toombs County but my wife has actually went to Vidaia so oh. and a lot of my friends that I know went to Vidaia so um I just thought that was that was funny but it's just awesome to just kind of see you know, once, I mean, we wouldn't hate each other, but, you know, we'd give each other crap whenever it came to just talking to each other, playing yeah. sports, you know, against each other. And um, it's just awesome to see a lot of the people in the community, you know, Vidaia and Toons County, just everybody gets together now, especially since we're older, and just start loving the Lord. I mean, a bunch of those guys, you know, in the – uh, was in my small group whenever I was over here in Vidae, living in Vidae. You know, half of us was Vidae, half of us teams. And it was go. just awesome to just be able to, because it was funny, because I, I can't remember who it was, but we, <laughs> and we'd we always just, you know, still mess around each other, talking about, oh, man, we beat y'all on this sport, beat y'all on that sport. And then next thing you know, you know, we're reading the Bible together and just, you know, loving the Lord together as well. So, um, but no, so I, I'm, I appreciate you, you coming on today Billy because it really does mean a lot to have you know somebody who who loves the Lord and loves outdoors and you know being able to share about it and um, we're we're in so I think last week we ended up doing Matthew 7 6 and 7 and this week we're in 8 and 9 and I know I love the book of Matthew there's just a lot of stuff going on at once it feels like I don't know if you feel the same about it as well Billy but it's really just in my in my mind, it's really Jesus do you know coming down and doing what he was meant to be doing. So, um, <clears throat> can you so Billy? Can you talk about like kind of what Matthew eight and nine? I don't know if you know. I told you we were reading it, but I'm sure yeah. you probably know it like the back of your hand. No, so. <laughs> no, no. I love the book of Matthew too. It's uh, you know I love the fact that it talks about the kingdom so much. I mean, right. I hope you guys have seen that, and uh, you know it is. We don't really think that way, you know. Mm-hmm. We're we're more of a democracy society, mm-hmm. so we don't really think about the idea of the kingdom of God. Like mm-hmm. this is King Jesus, and He's coming to establish His yeah. kingdom. And you know, if you know anything about kings, I mean, they have ultimate authority. That's and right. you know, and so when we become a part of the kingdom of God, um, He is in control and He is in authority, and and mm-hmm. we surrender our lives to follow Him. And so. It's just awesome to watch, and you guys have just jumped out of the, the Sermon on the Mount, which is Jesus' yeah. favorite. I mean, that's, that's his right. longest sermon, man, mm-hmm. and, and he, he, it's everything in it is mm-hmm. so upside down 
the logic right. of, of what, you know, he's trying to bring about and establish this new kingdom that has new principles that mm-hmm. is done a completely different way mm-hmm. uh, than the way of the world, you know. Yeah. And, you, and you spoke about authority, and so that's what kind of chapter 8 kind of, in my mind, you know, jumps into. So, you know, this guy comes to Jesus, and he, you know, he's requesting for his servant to be healed. And it's, it, was, it was really impressive just to read but, you know, this guy's like, look, man, I've, he's talking to Jesus, look, man, I've got soldiers up under me. Like, if i got servants up under me, if I tell them to go do something, like, they're going to go do it right at an instant. And, but he's like, I'm putting that aside, and I'm asking you to please, you know, heal my, one of my servants. And it actually says, says, when Jesus heard this, he was amazed. And so it kind of really, and throughout the whole chapter 8 I was reading, it talked a lot about faith. Mm. So having that faith and, you know, putting putting all of your, you know, ignorance, everything, you know, our human flesh aside and having that faith in Jesus that he's going to do what he's, you know, been called to do, and that's to save us from everything. That's so, right. um, and then, you know, obviously the servant is healed whenever the gentleman goes back. But, um... And, and says at that moment, too, mm-hmm. you know, it's yeah, like that Jesus moment. through his word, I mean. Yeah, and it, it, it really just, and throughout the whole, you know, that was one case. And then, let's see, I think the, uh, let's see, it talks about, you know, the, and I think it says the blind man in chapter 9, you know, they, uh, they say basically, yeah, according to your faith, let it be done to you. Let, let it be done to you that your sight was restored. And talking about faith, we actually learned about it in the uh, when we had D-Now last weekend, um, teaching those kids. It was, it was pretty, because I felt like it was a great topic for those kids because a lot of times, especially in the world they're growing up today, there's not a lot of faith. There's more faith that, you know, the world is putting into their ears of putting your faith in money, putting your faith in, you know, this person this idol whatever whoever it may be and we really talked about putting that faith in action and that's what Jesus does a lot here is he asks them like you know I see your faith I see that you know that I'm the Messiah and the Son of God and that's what really kind of tugged on my heart because there's a lot of times especially teaching those kids I was telling them I was like look you know you have to Put your faith in action, you know, whatever it may be. It's, you can say all, all day long that, you know, you love Jesus and that you want to, you know, be his servant. That's awesome. But, like, God puts you on this earth for a reason. That's to spread his word. And so you have to put your faith into that. I mean, even starting this podcast, I had mm-hmm. to put my faith into it. I've been praying, praying about it for so long, for so many months. And you were actually preaching one day, and I think you were preaching on faith. And I was like, man, like, I guess God just wants me to do it and see how far it goes. And yeah. he's done a tremendous thing with it. I mean, some people have been saved, and it's just been, you know, they're getting closer to God, and that's all I want from it. Um, and that's what it's just been kind of showing me. But I don't know if you felt the same about it. Yeah, this no, I mean, I think faith is such a, you know, a powerful thing. Um, you know, I've always defined faith as actionable trust, you know. Mm-hmm. So when you think about the word faith, if, you know, really our society has kind of watered it down a little bit, you know, where faith is, oh, well, I have faith in, yeah, I have faith in God, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, do you? Well, you know, like, how does that affect your life? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, I go to church, you know, and and, and Mm -hmm. so for most people, when they think of faith, 
mm-hmm. uh, they compartmentalize it, you mm-hmm. know, into, okay, well, that's just one day a week that I kind of go to church or mm-hmm. read my Bible or whatever it is. But, you know, truthfully, like when Jesus comes onto the scene in Matthew mm-hmm. and he calls these disciples to follow him, mm-hmm. he really is teaching them about faith, you know, right. and he's teaching them. Uh, really what it means to, to trust him in such a way that it changes the way that you live your life, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's important that, uh, you know, the Bible also talks a lot about, you know, faith um, is easy when you can see what you have faith in. That's right. right. But, like, blessed is the man who has faith when he can't see. And I right. think um, that's the thing that's so hard about following Jesus sometimes is you can't see him and touch him and feel yeah. him. And sometimes you can't even hear his voice audibly, mm-hmm. um, but we learn God does lead us mm-hmm. to take steps of faith, not right. just in the beginning to be saved, uh, but also as we continue to walk. Mm-hmm. And so we talk about next steps a lot at our church. And, you know, one of the things that uh, I believe the Lord does is he kind of continues to challenge you to, I almost think about Peter, him calling Peter out into right. the water, you know, mm-hmm. well, it's not comfortable when you're trying to nah, you, yeah. water. Uh. <laughs> not ever seen anybody, you know, walk on water and, and, and sure enough, and then when he lost faith, he ended up, you know, going up under. So, mm-hmm. but it's, and it's funny too, because, you know, chapter eight also talks about, you know, the co- it says the cost of following Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, somebody basically said, teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus replied, foxes have dens and birds have nests but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. And then another disciple said to him, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus told him, follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. And I think a lot of times too, man, there's, especially overseas, especially over, you know, in those areas that where it does not, got the gospel does not get reached to a lot. And, you know, if you're, when you're a follower of Jesus, it, it's not going to be easy. It's not. There's a lot. There's going to be a lot of times like you're going to be uncomfortable. There's going to be times where it's just not. You, you're, you're, there's points in time you might be scared, but I think people also too need to know the cost of following Jesus because the eternity is what we're striving for. That's what we're striving for. Eternity with Jesus. Like when I go to heaven, I want to be able to see Jesus, walk with Jesus, ask him questions. And for you to do that, you have to have faith, especially while you're here on earth. And to be able to do that, to have faith, you need to spread his word, no matter what the consequences may be, no matter what's the outcome, you know what the outcome's gonna be for eternity. And to have that faith, to be able to go and spread his word. And that's that's just what is kind of tough for me too as well, because I, I can't, there's a lot of people I know will just drop what they're doing and then go overseas and yeah. just preach the word. And that's, it's hard for me to think about me doing that. I would love to do it, but then I'm thinking about things that are, you know, here, you know, my wife, my, you know, my job, everything else. And I don't know if you have any experience with that, Billy, but mm-hmm. I don't know if you kind of see where I'm going with here. But Yeah, I think, I think it always... Um it always will challenge your comfort level. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of, you know, I've never taken a step of faith that was comfortable, um, you right. know, so I think, but I also think God is gracious with us in a lot of ways exactly. where maybe the first step he asks us to take mm-hmm. um, is not as 
profound as the second one and third one. But once we, I mean, honestly, once you get used to hearing the voice of God through his word Mm -hmm. and taking those steps and seeing the reward on the other side of those steps, you almost don't want to live any other way, you know. And so at that point, it just comes down to discerning his voice and Mm -hmm. what's his voice and what's maybe myself or my pride or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. And, you know, I think... Um, Tony Evans says that, you know, living like living in faith is basically living as if you actually believe that what Jesus said is true. That's right. <laughs> you know, That's so, right. Like, when you think about that idea of it's easy to read the Bible mm-hmm. and it's easy to read stories like we have in Matthew 8 and 9 where mm-hmm. Jesus says, hey, uh, follow me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that may even mean that you don't you're homeless, mm-hmm. you know, follow me. That may right. mean that you have to put what we would even see as an important thing, a funeral mm-hmm. of your dad. Mm-hmm. And he says, Hey, let the dead bury their own dead. You come and follow me. Right. And so learning that idea that man, when you surrender to Christ and to follow Jesus, he becomes the most important thing in mm-hmm. your life, you know? And, I'm, and I think it's important. Um, yeah. You know, to, yeah. Cause whenever I, when I get close, I can tell when I start, because there'll be periods of time where I'm like, I'm, I, in my mind, I'm thinking I'm too busy. I got this going on, this going on. Like, I'm not able to do my quiet time this morning. I got a meeting, whatever it may be. But I notice a lot of times I can see myself not in the right mindset when I do those things, when I push off, you know, reading my, reading my Bible and everything else to the side and I do my own thing, I can tell that I struggle a lot more things that week. I struggle when, I mean, just anything. Mm -hmm. And I can also tell when I have more of my quiet time, more of my, you know, just reading my Bible, praying more, um, having that one-on-one with Jesus. I know it, I can tell it brings a lot more, the Holy Spirit basically brings a lot more comfort to me. Like I, I honestly, there's been times where I'm just like, I don't really care if like, I'm doing, you know, I'm I'm gonna do my quiet time this morning. I don't care if I don't get this done for work. If I get fired for it, whatever. I know that Jesus loves me, and uh, I know that He's gonna take care of everything. He He has a plan for me, and His will is what's what I'm looking for. So, um, but I notice a lot of times where <laughs> there be times where I'm struggling with it, and I don't. Yeah, I'm getting this done at work. But I'm not happy when it comes to my day-to-day walk with Jesus. Like I'm not, I can tell I get angry more. I can tell that I'm struggling more with sin, whatever it may be. Um, that's just kind of when I have to have faith and just calm down. You know, set aside your 30 minutes to in the morning, do your quiet time, and get closer to Jesus. And that's when I know. Everything's gonna be okay. Everything's gonna be all right. Don't worry so much. And I mean, I got so many things I'm worrying about right now, and it's just one of those things I have to give to God, and you know, just let it roll. Let Him take care of it, and just keep on trying to spread His word and live by example. So, um, yeah, I think one of the misconceptions that a lot of folks have is that faith is easy. Like walking by faith right. is easy. That. Mm-hmm. Once you get saved and you begin following Jesus, that thing that life gets easier, mm-hmm. and that's not in the Bible, mm-hmm. you know. Right. Like I think once we get saved and receive the Spirit of God, now it's actually we jump into the battle of our life because mm-hmm. now we actually have the Spirit of God and the desires of God and Christ mm-hmm. in us um, that are waging war, as the Bible right. says, against these desires of flesh, of sin, of selfishness in us. To mm-hmm. and it basically starts with this 
this battle, you know, the best way I've always used to explain it is kind of like Tom and Jerry. You, there were, you know, yeah. there were different parts of Tom and Jerry where an angel would be on on, yeah. on Jerry's one shoulder mm-hmm. and a devil would be on the other, and mm-hmm. it would usually be about eating the mouse. Yeah. And so uh, he'd be listening to one or the other. But, mm-hmm. you know, as a follower of Christ, I think that's a lot of times how it is, is when we, you know, we, we, we're in this battle. And, mm-hmm. you know, many times we even know, man, life is may not be easier when we're following Jesus, but right. it will be better. There will be peace. There will yeah, be joy. Sure. There will be all those things. Mm-hmm. And so I think when we get to that 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 kind of crossroads, and really I get to that crossroads mm-hmm. every day, and I think I didn't really have anybody to tell me that when I first got saved. Right. And so I, I, that kind of caught me off guard mm-hmm. because I expected life to get easier. Mm-hmm. And every day that I woke up, it felt like there was this draw back to the ways of the world. Right. And, you know, without biblical community and connect groups around right. me and without the Word of God renewing mm-hmm. my mind and really without just a resolve that comes from the mm-hmm. Spirit to say, no, this way leads to death and destruction. It may right. seem right, may feel right, but at the end of the day, I know what the Word of God says and my mm-hmm. faith is in the fact that I want to build my life on the rock. Right. You know, because when the winds come and the floods come mm-hmm. and all that... If I built my life here, and he says the way to do that is to listen to him and do what he says, mm-hmm. um, then I know that nothing is going to shake that foundation. That's right. Yeah, and and it's funny because you said, I mean, really, so I talked about D-Now, just spending time with those guys and spending time with the uh, banks and all of them, just really straight studs, and, you know, we're always, you know, through the whole weekend, we were reading the Bible, studying it, and um I have more fun doing that than I ever did back when I was partying and doing stuff like going to the bar or whatever it may be. I had a lot more fun and it was way more joyful doing that than what I was doing in the past where I wasn't living right and everything else. And those, those that thing right there can show you how, like how much you may have to, you know, it's not going to be easy, but like that there will show you that what God is trying to have in store for you. Yes, it's going to be hard being a Christian. Sin is hard. It's hard to, you know, push away the sin and, you know, push away your flesh and follow Jesus. But at the same time, when you do, there's an ultimate reward. And obviously there's an ultimate reward in heaven, but it's also rewarded here. Like you said it yourself, you build yourself on that foundation, whether it be marriage, whether it be, you know, just your job, whatever it may be. If you build yourself with the foundation of Jesus, yeah, there's going to be hard times. There's going to be that stuff that, you know, you feel like you're never going to make it out. But God has your back, and he's going to carry you through the whole way. If you were, you know, if you base your marriage on money or you base your job on money, whatever it may be, I'm trying to make the most money or I'm trying to do this for myself, it's it's going to crumble and fall before, you know, with the first wave that hits. Mm-hmm. So, um but yeah, we're kind of we're kind of reaching toward, towards our uh, thirty minute mark. So um, I appreciate so much, Billy, uh, you coming on today. It's um, we we really we're trying to get more you know special guests, and we're trying to get more podcasts out, but more episodes out. So, but it's just tough with <laughs> everything going on. But hopefully, we'll be able to kind of get more on more on the podcast. But. Uh, like I said, I appreciate you coming, Billy, and it's it's been awesome. Um, you kind of want to say anything? To yeah, the no, I enjoy it, man. It's 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 awesome to watch you and Jay, uh, man, just step when the Lord says step, and 
Um, you know, even the last part of that passage in Matthew 9, he's talking about the harvest is plentiful, but the labors yeah. are few. And mm-hmm. so uh, we need more people that are willing to take steps to try to help others grow. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a pastor of a church, I can yeah. tell you I'm proud of you and I'm proud of Jay because I just believe the um, greatest use of your time and your energy and your life is mm-hmm. to invest in other people and to try to help them see what you've already seen about the Lord mm-hmm. and to allow them to see you try to follow the Lord mm-hmm. and be honest and real and authentic and help them. And, uh, man, that's that's what it's about. So proud yeah. of you. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate it. Well, you had a big part into it as well, and I think that's where a lot of people don't see it. Like, you know, when you plant a seed, you know, you kind of helped me give me, you kind of helped me give me that vision of just trying to spread the gospel, and I want everybody else to know, like, you're an example for somebody, I don't know who it may be, but, you know, for the audience out there, like, y'all are an example as well of whoever, whoever comes into your life, try to plant that seed and get them to know Jesus and show them the love and mercy and grace that God has for us, and it can go a long way, and so we've been blessed to be able to just have this time to be able to talk about God and trying to spread spread the good news. Um, have have studs on here and like Billy, um, just to basically fellowship and, and read God's word. So, but uh, appreciate y'all listening for this episode. Um, I'll be posting episode four right after this episode. So, um, y'all just be on the lookout and y'all have a blessed one.